A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings glad tidings, announcing peace, bearing good news, announcing salvation, and saying to Zion, your God is king. Hark, your sentinels raise a cry. Together they shout for joy, for they see directly before their eyes the Lord restoring Zion. Break out together in song, O ruins of Jerusalem, for the Lord comforts his people. He redeems Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of all the nations. All the ends of the earth will behold the salvation of our God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. The Lord has made his salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness toward the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song, sing praise. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. Sing praise to the Lord with the harp, with the harp and the melodious song, with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Sing joyfully before the King, the Lord. All the ends of the earth have seen the saving power of God. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Brothers and sisters, in times past, God spoke in partial and various ways to our ancestors through the prophets. In these last days, he has spoken to us through the Son, whom he made heir of all things and through whom, and through whom he created the universe, who is the refulgence of his glory, the very imprint of his being, and who sustains all things by his mighty word. When he accomplished purification from sins, he took his seat at the right hand of the majesty on high, far superior to the angels, as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, this day I have begotten you? Or again, I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. And again, when he leads the firstborn into the world, he says, let all the angels of God worship him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you and with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone was coming to the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of his father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace, because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord.
Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Merry Christmas, everyone. The Feast of the Nativity of the Lord is what we've been waiting for this day over these last several weeks. In my Wednesday scripture seminar that I hold here at St. Paul of the Cross Parish, um, we discuss the upcoming Sunday readings. Uh, so this past Wednesday, I decided to choose the Nativity readings. And what I did was I, I included all four Gospels. Um, if you're not familiar with this, um, there are basically four Masses that you could possibly say for Christmas. The Vigil Mass, the Midnight Mass, Mass at Dawn on Christmas Day, and then Mass during the day on Christmas Day. So all four Masses have four different sets of readings. Uh, the Gospels, so the, the Gospel for the Vigil Mass is the genealogy from, Ma from Matthew, which hardly ever gets read. The, gospel, the Midnight Mass Gospel is the uh, Luke, the, you know, the birth of Jesus. The, that's kind of like the classic one, you know, the shepherds show up. The Mass at Dawn is part two to Luke's Gospel, uh, when the shepherds uh, report to Mary, and Mary treasures all these things in her heart. And then the Mass during the day is the one I read this morning, the Gospel of John, the prologue of John. In fact, I, I did all the readings for the Mass of the day here. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up, so the four gospel, I asked the people after we had discussed each one, <laughs> kind of show of hands, you know, vote. What's your favorite Christmas gospel? Now, I was really surprised. The, the crowd, the majority voted on this one, the John gospel, the prologue. In the beginning was the word. That surprised me because I typically it's like the, the Luke Midnight Mass reading, which is... Um, that, you know, like in the, those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus. She gave Mary gave birth to her son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger. The angels appeared to the shepherds, keeping their night watch. So again, like the Christmas story. Um, not that like people don't like that gospel, but it was this one. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. Isn't that fascinating? That's what people prefer. Maybe you yourself too reading this. This is, I mean, I love all the gospels, of course, but... When I read this gospel on Christmas Day, it almost in, in previous years, it brings a tear to my eye because it's like this is it. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. Um, so when I asked the people why, why they preferred this gospel, they didn't necessarily have like the most articulate reason. It was just this sense of like, well, this is it. Like this is the, the crowning gospel. This is like this gets it all. In the beginning was the word. And a lot of people have focused on that opening line. In the beginning was the word. The word, of course, is, is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the word of God. Now, I would encourage you um, to maybe read and pray with this, this gospel here on, on, on Christmas. That could be a great Christmas gift for you and, and to Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. And then, as John goes on to say, gave us power to become children of God. You know, I don't know, like, thinking about my parents, um, I, it's just fascinating to, to think, like, what my parents were like when they were children or, like, when they were my age, you know. Because when they were my age right now, I was still pretty young. Obviously, I, wasn't, I didn't exist when they were children. It's just kind of this mystique, right, you see your parents as like your mother and father. They're adults. They take care of you. You might see pictures of your parents when they're younger, um, but it, the reality doesn't just doesn't really like sink into you that they like existed before you. 
right? Um, and so they that their existence prior to you is is like a fable in a way. But it's not like what Jesus is saying when when and what John is saying when the word became flesh, like yeah, Christ existed before this moment in time. He existed from all eternity. And he's giving us the power now to actually go back and to see him in, in all eternity. And so it's like us being able to see our parents when they were children. Almost to be like an adult and not being a parent to them in a way. So we can partake of the Trinity. This this might make no, no sense to you. I'm sorry if it doesn't. You know, But um, it's this greater intimacy I think that God is inviting us into on, on this Christmas day. We, we hold Jesus as a child in our arms, the baby Jesus, but we also, you know, love him as a spouse, you know, the, the, the Jesus that would die on the cross for us. We look to him as our savior now. You know, we need something, we desire, we desire something in our lives for our church, for our world, whatever it might be. We, we turn to him. Um, we get mad at him. We love him. We thank him. We curse him at times, right? But... He is our God and we are with him. Like our parents, we can never undo the fact that we're a son or a daughter of our, of our mother and father. We are Christians united permanently and forever in Jesus Christ. So give thanks to God that he's what revealed this to us, done this to us, all because of, of this day on Christmas morning. May you have a blessed holiday, a blessed feast day, and may God fulfill every one of your desires. Amen.